Hi everyone, welcome to the Cult I Left Behind podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Briggs, and I'm here to tell you my stories of growing up in the IBLP cult, which you might know from the Duggar family. And I'm your other host, Kyle Briggs. I'm Amanda's husband, and I have not heard most of these stories before, so stay tuned and we'll all get traumatized together. Welcome back, everyone. Who's ready for the next episode where Kyle does all of the research? I certainly am ready for this. It's been great. (laughs) I don't like where this is going. What do you mean? You don't like having to do all of the research and all of the, you know, slogging through traumatic texts to find quality content for our listeners? No, I mean, if I'm being honest, I'd rather just show up and talk. (laughs) I know, it's great. I'm loving this. So I think every once in a while, we should do a format where Kyle does all of the work, and then I just get to listen to him describe my past trauma. (laughs) But don't worry, we'll go back to normal next week. Mm -hmm. Oh, next week's going to be great. It's it's a Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. episode. It's it's a cult-approved Valentine's Day episode. Actually, the cult would not approve at all. Do you want to say? Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do an episode called "Will You Be My Eye Trap." It is going to be wonderful. <laughs> Make sure you tune in for that one. I'm very excited. That about will it. be a good one. So, what do you have for us tonight, Kyle? Oh, wait, I have an update. I got an answer. A listener sent in an answer to why I had to burn my little ponies. And why did you have to burn? I my had to ponies? burn my little ponies because of magic and tattoos. Oh, yep, they yeah. did have like the little tattoos. They and did. So they were magical. Yes, we can't have magic. Also, <laughs> no. I didn't have Harry Potter in my life until I was like 30, which that, is really sad. Is that why you're addicted to it now? Well, it's just incredible. But also, <laughs> um, I guess the tattoo thing, like it really was a bad influence because I have three tattoos now. Uh-oh. I know. It was just that early you know, association with My Little Ponies that did it, <laughs> Kyle. Well, I guess you can join me in hell then because I listen to rock music. (laughs) So now I finally have an answer for why I had to to burn them. Oh, and then I remembered after the listener told me, I think there was also something uh, that my bio parents said about their unnaturally colored hair. Okay. Because they were dyed like bright, you know, pinks and blues blues and greens. And yeah, yeah, we, we couldn't have hair dyed bright weird colors kyle it, it had to be natural so did women not like it. dye their hair like well you could another... dye it natural colors okay. like like you could you couldn't have gray hair kyle like we can't have that because you have to what what did you teach me last week we have to continue building our inward and outward beauty oh, as yes. we age so mm. you can't have gray hair but um you could dye it like to match your natural shade Gray hair is not natural. Well, I'm excited to have gray hair. <laughs> I'm I'm all about this life. But like, no, it's a natural color. If you chose to embrace it, you know, and and look old, how mm-hmm. dare you? Because you have Just a husband. Just not before you like naturally go gray. Yeah. Okay. Well, gotcha. you have to. Yeah. You have to like wait until you're quite old mm-hmm. to go gray. That's the stupid thing about. <laughs> all right. Don't get me going on a feminist rant. Tonight, what are we? 
We're going to continue our seven basic needs. Oh, yeah. Tonight is the seven basic needs of a wife. Oh, you're going to tell me what I need. Yeah, and it is vastly different than... What a man needs yes. or what women actually need or both. It's vastly different than how they pitched what a man needs. Oh, I'm sure it is. What does a woman need? To serve and her husband? We'll we'll get into this, <laughs> but I was looking at the IBLP website. Oh, no. And those two books are still available for of purchase. Course. And the seven basic needs of a wife... Mm-hmm. can be obtained for the low, low price of $13. Okay. So for all the men needing to know what they their wives need, 13 bucks. However, oh, no. if you're a wife and you need to know what your husband needs, 2 bucks. Are you serious? <laughs> and it's not like, I mean, it doesn't look like it's like crossed out and on sale. Like it looks like it's just normally 2 bucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> the quality... Of the document for the seven basic needs of a wife is... Inferior? Inferior. Oh, obviously. The length is much shorter. Of course it is. The content... Oh, even though it's shorter, it's more expensive. Yes. Oh, rich. (laughs) The content is what? A lot more worksheets. Oh! Like, it's a lot simpler. Oh, okay. Is this because (laughs) men just can't understand what their wives need unless Uh, they draw it? I mean, it's pretty elementary. Okay. okay. So I don't know what that says. Do men have to memorize anything? Because women had to like memorize the fruits of the spirit and like the whole book of Galatians and all that shit. No, I don't think there's any memorization stuff in here. Oh, because men are too busy with their their quiet time in Bethel. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Um, And I did, again, I did see versions of this, this online and the seven basic needs are like published... On I found it on multiple church websites. Oh, great. I even found it on the the Duggar website. Obviously. They did their own little pitch about what the needs are for a husband and wife and mm-hmm. you know how they've been married mm-hmm. 35 mm-hmm. years or whatever it was when that was published. Um, so it's got this they reworded it. Of course. But you can tell they took what was in the actual formal document mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just reworded it mm-hmm. because it's the same. That's because it's not same. really plagiarism if you change a few words. <laughs> so that's right? basically what right? happened. So what I'm trying to say is like, I don't agree with that. There's many people. iterations of this out there and it's all the same basic idea. So okay. we're going to jump into that. And again, this is very much a workbook style. Okay. Instead oh, of like did a you fill Bible it out? study. No. Oh. No. How disappointing. All right, Kyle, educate me on my needs. (laughs) Basic needs of a wife. Number one, she needs the stability and direction of a spiritual leader. Oh. Every woman has certain needs which will only be met by strong spiritual leadership. Spiritual leadership is not only where a man is spiritually. It is what direction he is going. And there are four marks or four major marks of spiritual leadership that a wife looks for in her husband. Okay, let's see if I looked for these in you. Desire to seek the Lord. Um, that was not as important because <laughs> cult trauma. Convictions based on scripture. Nope, I don't really think the Bible is a credible document. <laughs> Determination to follow convictions. I mean, yeah, sure. I I like people who know what they believe and know how to articulate what they believe love in whatever is done like affection 
It says, the evidence of being led and motivated by God's Spirit is having the fruit of the Spirit in all of your actions. The first fruit is love. Okay, so wait. I have a question, Kyle, my spiritual head, leader <laughs> oh, okay. of all things in our home. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, 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 if the seven basic needs of a husband for the wife to study says that she should not expect anything from her <laughs> husband and be grateful for any love she gets, mm-hmm. like, like, how, how does this make sense with the seven basic needs of a wife? It. Honestly, after reading this whole document, and I'm sure everybody will agree by the time we get to the end of this, they're not cohesive at all. And you would oh. think one is like a like they would just be the opposites. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's not that like way. Like the male versus female. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 It's not. And I didn't uh, see like that almost twist. like it's cherry picked. And- oh, definitely. Oh, oh definitely. Oh. I did not shocking. I don't know. So shocking. Maybe I just had bad expectations of what I was gonna find. Kyle. Oh, wait, you're a man. You can have expectations. I'm the one who oh, can't have yes. expectations. Don't okay. have any expectations. All right. So I need you to uh provide stability because I can't get any on my own and direction because I'm just lost and flailing without you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so based on those four things, there's actions that you can take as a oh, man to oh. seek these insights. Okay. And it basically just says, list the evidences in your life that show that desire to seek the Lord. Some basic examples, you know, reading books, prayer, that kind of stuff, like normal, not So instead of making lists about stuff, your wife... You're making lists about yourself and how great you are at this stuff. Whereas in Seven Basic Needs of a Husband, <laughs> women were literally instructed to make lists praising their husbands and like, okay, I'm fine. List the evidences of scriptural convictions which mm-hmm. you have or purpose to have. Mm-hmm. Again, really basic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. List the obstacles which hinder you from consistently obeying God's standards. Okay. Like, Probably like women are a stumbling block, but continue. No, it's just like it says determinative steps to overcome them. Influence and attention to TV. Okay. But that's we can't logical. Have TVs. Like influence of wrong friends. None of these really are out of character. For IBLP or like no, they're just normal in general, even in like the world. they're good <laughs> they're logical things to consider. Okay. Like losing your temper, wrong priorities. Bondage to enslaving habits. Well, those are all good things to like ponder. And it really has, it's so polar opposite to the chaos and the asinine things we saw in the other document. Okay. So it's, it stays like this. And the whole thing is just calm. It, yeah. It, like it's, I'm sad that like, it's not as hilariously bad as the other one huh. and like that in and of itself is kind of telling to the whole misogyny yes. patriarchy mm-hmm. subjugation of women okay like number you know basic need number two she needs to know that she is meeting vital needs in your life and work that no other woman can meet i like that sounds fine like on a piece of paper, but you know what that means? Here's what that looks like in the cult. That looks like a pastor 
of the cult church I attended getting up and using the same illustration about what made his wife the best wife ever. He called it his magical sock drawer, where every time he opened that drawer, he had clean folded socks in it. And he didn't even know how they always got there. He just knew that she was in the background doing the laundry and caring for the home because she was the helper hand. Because when you're a right hand, you're going to swing the hammer with the right hand when you're right-handed and and you're going to hold the nail with your left hand the left hand is the helper hand so you have to have the helper hand (laughs) Uh, and the evidence of that was he always had clean folded socks in his sock drawer so that's that's how she met his needs as a woman as a wife I mean, that yeah, yeah. is accurate. So, like, really shoot for the stars, lady. Like, ladies, <laughs> like, let's let's keep their sock drawers full of clean folded socks. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's our purpose. So, the insights to basic need number two: uh-huh. a wife must feel special to her husband. Telling her she is special isn't enough. She wants to know how she's special. God made her to be being in help meet. For her husband, it says help meet like M E E T. Yeah. So is God, that, what is what is that? God made her to be a help meet for her husband. That's what it says. Yeah. Oh yeah, the helping hand, the socks again. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So like, and then the action for that is list needs that your wife is now meeting that no other woman can meet. Huh. Like nothing. Again, nothing crazy. She is the basis of your most important message, drawing others to Christ by illustrating how Christ loves the church. Huh. (laughs) And literally, that's all there is to point to. That's the whole thing. That's that's the entirety of it. It, It's not even a paragraph. It's not even two paragraphs. Yeah, it's like the end of a page. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. What's my my third need, Kyle? Oh, wait. It continues. My bad. We're on to the next page. No, it's just a bunch of scripture that goes... On top of that. Okay. Probably all out of context. What's the third need? (laughs) The third need is, oh, for some reason, this is slid in here. It is special steps in selecting a secretary. Oh, God. Well, you know why that is. Because the number of men who ran off with their secretaries. (laughs) (laughs) Well, including, I think it was like the president or the vice president of ATI, the homeschooling Mm -hmm. branch. I mean, we've talked about that. He ran off with his secretary. And I think they're still happily together. But he left like 18 kids behind. Wow. Yeah. And a really like the his wife is the one who did like the blanket training, all that evil, abusive shit. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know how I feel about that whole situation. But yeah, you have you have to be careful, Kyle, because when you're president or vice president of the homeschooling wing mm-hmm. of the of the cult, you know, cheats with his secretary and runs off and marries her after divorcing his wife, then you have a problem. So again, this book is supposed to be for the man. So this is saying how the man should select a secretary okay which i guess is obvious like of course the wife wouldn't select the man's secretary because oh does it say she needs to be old i don't know let's find out number one first step in selecting a secretary make sure that the secretary you hire is not likely to look to you to meet her emotional needs okay (laughs) i mean i guess in a cult scenario you would think about that um in the rest of the world i feel like 
your emotional needs. I don't know. Maybe people do that at work, but. There is an interesting line to this, though. A secretary's basic emotional needs must be met by her parents if she is single. Her husband oh if she gosh, is married and God creepy. if she's widowed. By her parents if that's... Ew, <laughs> that's creepy. That's creepy. <laughs> Step number two. Make sure that your wife meets interviews and approves the secretary before you hire her. I mean, you, I guess you can do that in a cold, <laughs> but I don't think you can do that in corporate America. No, I like, yeah, definitely not. Um, but also... That sounds innocent, but is your wife actually going to say no? Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, like even in the cult? Like, I, they would... Well, what I saw, like, maybe not at headquarters, but the rank and file, I felt like women really ran the roost. Okay. Like, the men were the figureheads, but then there were... It, I think it sadly brought out the worst in women, like all the catty, passive aggressive stuff that is is maybe the worst of what we you know see in women and how they behave. Um, but I blame that on stuff like the patriarchy and and how that pits women against each other. That's another conversation for another day. But I do think that women actually had a lot of either overt or passive aggressive power Mm -hmm. in the home. Okay. Yeah. I was curious about that when I read it and I was like, that really sounds logical, but is there something else to it? So sounds like there wasn't step number three in selecting a secretary. Make sure that your wife is on a deeper level of friendship with your secretary than you are. Okay. I don't have time (laughs) to be friends with all of my husband's work colleagues. I have my own friends. I have my own colleagues. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Okay, continue. So it's referencing levels of friendship, and there's no context for that. Like, if your wife is on the fourth level of friendship with your secretary, you can be on the third level. Like, is that... It says that? Yeah. Like, is there... I have no idea. There's not a ranking system for friendship in the cult? Not that I remember. All right, listeners, let us know if there's a (laughs) ranking system that I'm forgetting. Um, My goodness. So step number four of selecting your secretary, make sure that your wife can call you without going through your secretary. I feel like cell phones kind of fixed that, but like, <laughs> I mean, also, this document is from 1978. Oh, lovely. This has been, you know, <laughs> ruining people's lives for that many years. I, Okay. Okay. It's only 50 years. Amanda. Or you could just be a decent person and you could trust your spouse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's an option that occurs to me. This one's fun. Make sure that you never ask your secretary to meet personal needs or special tasks that fall within the job description of your wife. Oh, so now <laughs> it's a job description. Oh, what was the interview, Kyle? Like our first kiss. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it is very structured. There are rules. Oh, okay. Corporate bylaws here. Wait, don't don't start talking about policies. That'll actually make me happy. But all right, continue. Step number six in selecting your secretary. Make Mm -hmm. sure that your secretary is committed to the success of your marriage. Like, why is that even your assistant's business? I feel like the way some of this is worded is alluding to, like, your secretary. It's not purely professional. This is like 
a life secretary and is both professional and like personal. But I don't know. I wasn't alive during the seventies. She can't fulfill your wife's like relationship duties, but still, it's more of like a like a housekeeper kind of vibe. Well, I think that like secretaries used to pick up dry cleaning and stuff. So this reminds me more of an aide de camp in the military. And I know I'm I'm being a military nerd again, but like. I don't really have context for secretaries because I feel like executive assistants were a thing by mm-hmm. the time I began my professional career. And you see men and women now in the role of executive assistant, whereas it used to just be female secretaries. Anyways, more about the patriarchy. But an aide de camp in the military, they're, they're assigned to a high ranking military official and they would do stuff like pick mm-hmm. up the dry cleaning. They travel with you. They arrange things, you know, travel for your spouse, other other things to make that high-ranking official more, like, to give them the flexibility to be more effective at their actual job instead of dealing with... in their relationship, with, though. What's that? And in their, like, personal life. Yeah, because they're so busy, like, mm-hmm. they need, <laughs> they it, need I mean, help. it definitely sounds like So that. this sounds more like an aide-de-camp where you're, you have more of a relationship mm-hmm. with this person simply by nature of the amount of time you spend together and the types of tasks you take on for them. But from my experience, it's so, well, it was the military too. I don't know. It was so professional. <laughs> like, I mean, it makes sense, you know, if you're super busy and I'm sure, you know, even people at the top of the food chain and some of these companies have, have these types of secretaries or assistants or even teams of them that manage their calendars and even their personal, like, but you can, I don't know. So what I keep going back to is I worked for a three-star general once upon a time and he was so busy. So, so, so busy. But anytime, like the first time his wife came into the office after I arrived there as as someone assigned to that location, it was like, oh, Amanda, come over here. I want you to meet my wife. And she was lovely. And we had a nice little chat. And the general always remembered my name. And his, I feel like his wife remembered my name. I only saw her a few more times, but she was always so kind to me. But it wasn't like, oh, wife, I need you to meet this new female in the office so that you aren't threatened by her. It was mm-hmm. just like professional courtesy kindness like he he was a very he was a good boss in that sense um he was a hard boss like we worked our asses off but he was he was a very like he remembered our names he cared about what was going on in our lives you know stuff like that but it was never like oh you're a threat because you're a woman Mm -hmm. (laughs) and his wife never treated me like that either so i don't know I, i think it's totally possible to have completely professional, like good relationships with, as a woman, with men in the workplace while maintaining complete professionalism. And so this just pisses me off, but okay. (laughs) So point number seven kind of expounds on that. Make sure that you praise your wife to your secretary and never discuss problems in your marriage with her. Okay. I have a question, Kyle. Who is the equivalent of your executive assistant? Because like, I need this list of praise stuff you're constantly giving this person. I'm not that important. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a secretary. Well, then, then do you constantly tell your colleagues how wonderful I am? Do you, do you open every conversation with a female 
colleague with, you should meet Amanda. Amanda is the best. Would you like to, should, should we call Amanda over now, like to the Zoom meeting about some, totally unrelated stuff? I'm still waiting to hear praise from my local government about you. So. <laughs> Your local government has praised me. I have a lot of military awards. Thank you very much. That's the federal government. Mm-hmm. So it's better. So those were the seven tasks to do or steps in selecting it. Okay, secretary. so I have a special request. Okay. Okay. If you ever acquire an executive assistant, can we please, without like any explanation, run this poor person through these steps and then like take them out to dinner afterwards to apologize <laughs> for the trauma we just inflicted on them? <laughs> I'm totally fine with that because if I ever had a secretary, I would they don't make call sure... them secretaries anymore. It's executive assistant. Whatever. If I ever had somebody like that, I would make sure they had a very strong sense of humor and would actually be able to roll. With right, that. but would they have a level four friendship with me, Kyle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you have to determine that. What's what is level four friendship? I don't know. I don't know. We braid each other's hair. So now we're on to. The, the third, third basic, basic need, need which of a is wife. yep. Okay, okay. So she needs to see and hear that you cherish her and that you delight in her as a person. See, I am still so confused <laughs> by this like lovey dovey shit. The it guys is. get worse. The women are like expect nothing mm-hmm. except with gratitude any affection he gives you. Mm-hmm. And what? like what it is literally, this? it literally like the action is list the character qualities and personal traits that first attracted you to your wife. So yeah, like that's like it makes sense. Like none of this is really it's harmful. It's not really that culty, yeah. other than the the secretary bullshit. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's just like a period of time thing because this is from the seventies. Like, is that? I th- oh, yeah, I think I that if I think it would be updated to like today's terminology, if they had well, probably the the thirteen dollar book. Hmm. Has updated terminology, but who knows? So there's another action to like list the unchangeable physical features, family circumstances, and past experiences of your wife, which she finds difficult to accept. And it doesn't really say what to do with that. I don't know if that's just like so a... So like bodies are constantly changing. What unchangeable... But I mean, like, like the color the, of the your examples. hair, which eventually changes your eye color? I mean... The shape ex- of your nose? <laughs> so the examples are... <laughs> and again, I don't know if this is a period of time with the language here, but it's like divorced parents. Okay. Poverty, lack of education. And then it says retarded family member. What? Physical handicap or past failures. Those are the examples. Oh my So again, gosh. with the language, and I think this may have just been a period of time when that wasn't People a socially acceptable way of saying those things but again those aren't necessarily unchangeable physical features i guess the physical handicap might be okay weird (laughs) it is weird um and then the other action is like determine how each of these items has produced or strengthened attitudes and qualities in your wife which you admire and which also challenge you to spiritual growth. Oh, so so like that's what's going to challenge you to spiritual growth, whereas like straight up abuse is what challenges women <laughs> to spiritual growth. I mm-hmm. see. I see. Examples, past failures, family poverty, physical handicap. Those are the things the man has to worry about and focus on and overcome is like, uh-huh. how do you fix her? I love before. how lack of education is a list 
for women. Like, could that possibly be because the cult didn't believe in educating women? Uh, that would do it. <sighs> All right. What's next? Basic need number four. She needs to know that you understand her by protecting her in areas of her limitation. Excuse me? <laughs> okay, so so men are like, you're wonderful, you're powerful. And then the message to husbands is, yeah, your wife's limited. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Every wife has a deep need to be understood. Most men think they understand their wives, but don't. Okay. <laughs> Scripture commands you to dwell with your wife according to knowledge, giving honor unto her as unto the weaker vessel. 1 Peter 3, 7. Weaker vessels again. Which of the following items would give you an opportunity to honor your wife by providing loving and wise boundaries for her? Not getting enough sleep, not finishing jobs, frustration when under pressure, too trusting of people. Those are the examples. So... Okay, so those are examples of of female limitations. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I didn't know men couldn't get enough sleep, or weren't getting enough sleep. No, no, no. That's that's her not getting enough. Well, sleep I know, but it's just like you know, if that's a being limitation foolish with her time. But if that's oh, a, you're saying like men aren't limited, women are right? a weaker vessel because they're not getting enough sleep. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> do men always get enough sleep? Well, I mean, yes, Kyle, because... Well, probably in this like, situation. <laughs> the they don't the have wife to get is up taking early. care of everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, up with the children all night. Um, but I, I'm really just still very confused by um, this whole, you need to set my boundaries for me. Because <laughs> I thought the whole point of, of boundaries is that they're self-realized and imposed. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what do I know? I'm just a woman. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Kyle? <laughs> We're role-playing here, Amanda. Oh, I don't like this version of role-playing. <laughs> she wants you to be aware of her spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical strengths and weaknesses and have the wisdom and courage to provide loving but firm direction so that she will not fail by going beyond her limitations. The fuck? <laughs> I, uh, okay. Occasionally, um, it gets better. Occasionally, your wife will ask you for something she doesn't really want. Oh, she will is, she now? She is testing you to see if you are perceptive to her real needs and dangers. If you give her whatever she wants, she will become insecure. Uh, <laughs> your first priority is to know your wife so well that you understand when to be firm and when to be lenient. Loving uh-huh. firmness is respected when you both know in your spirit that it is right. Okay, so now your wife's a toddler. <laughs> Jeez. And some of the examples for this are like wrong dress for men. What? Volunteering husband for jobs. Like you're Wait, overextending. Wrong dress for men? I would assume like dressing her husband or dressing herself for men. I'm so confused. I took that as dressing herself and how that impacts men oh because men are so impacted (laughs) could be wrong there it's not very clear you know poor eating habits fears from past experiences destructive self-criticism anxiety over details tardiness this is all such negative talking too much whereas the man stuff is all like he's a powerful provider Mm. worship him and this is like your wife (sighs) 
can't figure out what to wear or what to eat or how much sleep to get. I'm very upset by all of this. (laughs) The last line of this. When your wife expresses weakness during her monthly cycle, listen with compassion, give verbal reassurance of your love, but don't try to counsel or correct her. Uh-huh. So you get some slack during that time of the month. Oh, how generous. This is such a weird document. Like the other one was just bullshit, crazy and bullshit. And this one is just, this is that, that's some bullshit. Yeah. That whole what the fourth need was pretty bad Mm -hmm. okay basic needs of a wife number five she needs to know that you enjoy setting aside quality time for intimate conversations with her but like when does he have time (laughs) for that because all he does is go to work and then come home and do his personal like bethel shit Mm -hmm. perhaps the most basic need of your wife is intimate communication Huh. Well, I mean, that's that's and then it says, not necessarily wrong for some people. Yeah. And then it says, like, list the regular times you and your wife have for intimate conversations. If none, plan one now. <laughs> so it's like actually <sighs> trying to do something good here. Again, it's such a weird document. I'm so... <laughs> list the places that your wife enjoys going in order to have intimate conversations. Hmm. And then it has like examples for you to fill in the blank of like ideas of how to create those conversations or create, you know, situations in which you can in which you can have intimate conversations. And then list the distractions that hinder intimate conversations when you are together. Purpose to avoid them. Hmm. Phone calls, you know. Looking at other women is on the list. Oh, good. Oh, okay. So you can purpose to avoid, you know, cheating on your wife. Is this is this phrase normal in the cult? Purpose to oh, yeah. XYZ? Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. Because you're always, like, vowing shit. So, like, vowing you will or won't. So you're, like, purposing in your heart, in your spirit, before God, before, <laughs> okay. you know, accountability partners. <laughs> Distracting music. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> improper dress. Who's dressing improperly again? Uh, uh, it's not clear. Okay. The key to intimate conversation is having a regular timed plan for it. Half of her enjoyment is anticipating these times. Oh, half of your enjoyment, half Amanda. Of what's, what's the other <laughs> I half, don't, Kyle? The conversation itself. Oh, okay. The other half is the anticipation. Okay, so she's like, my one little crumb. The the ultimate level of intimate conversation occurs when your wife trusts you with the secrets of her deepest emotions. Levels again. So what is <laughs> so what is that, like a level 10 husband? I, I don't know. Maybe it's down at the bottom in like the key or something. It's like, what things do you look forward to sharing with your wife? You know. What things do you look forward to, <laughs> Kyle? What does the list say events, you should look forward events to? Events of the day, her ideas on home improvements, <laughs> <laughs> needs and activities of the children. All she has ideas about. Oh. Spiritual lessons and insights. Mm-hmm. Clothes she is making or buying. No. <laughs> Enjoyable past memories. Like it's such a weird document. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Oh, 
most wives have deep fears and emotions which they have never shared with their husband. And I wonder why. <laughs> oh, because he's an abusive, narcissistic dipshit? Okay. Oh, no, wait. It gives reasons. Oh. Reasons why wives don't share emotions. <laughs> okay, Kyle, what are they? Feeling guilty for having them. What? Okay, so it's not like <laughs> you make her feel unsafe. Of course not. Oh, okay. Hoping they will pass. Fearing rejection from you. Oh. There's a legitimate one. Okay. Desiring to reduce your burdens. Uh And knowing you don't have answers. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe like knowing you don't care. Okay. And then it's like become aware of the fears which many wives have. Insecurity if the husband dies. Getting old, becoming unattractive. Ill health due to past sins because you know, <laughs> all of your health is related to sins and bitterness. bitterness. <laughs> Failing as a wife or mother. Oh, obviously. Husband losing his job, having a mental breakdown, social awkwardness. Wait, who's having a, a mental breakdown? I assume her. Her? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Physical safety when alone. Mm. During times of intimate conversation, choose one of those topics and ask her how she really feels about that. After her first answer, ask, in addition to that, do you have any other feelings about it? Okay. On our next date <laughs> night, I really want you oh, to ask 100% me. 100% going to do this. Wait, which one do I really want? Um, the one about like Hold on, getting, Amanda. Wait. I'll pick one out for you oh, and I'll print this off and then oh, okay. you can answer the ones I pick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kyle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're really gonna do some of this, just so you know. Like, oh, we are. Well, I'm not gonna pick them out for you, but oh, okay, it'll be fun okay. for you to pick these out, and then I'll just be like, in addition to that, Amanda, do you have any other feelings about it? <laughs> then. Take each fear your wife expresses and ask God for wisdom in resolving it. Okay. So after that, I'm going to need some time at my Bethel so I can... uh, (laughs) So I'm going to need you to do the dishes. Oh. (laughs) No. (laughs) Basic needs of a wife, number six. Okay. She needs to know that you are aware of her presence even when your mind is on other matters. Hmm. What do you think about that one? Um, I think I'm secure enough that I don't need to be on your mind constantly. And because, uh, like, I love you, but you're not on my mind constantly. <laughs> like, <laughs> should see her in work mode. I could be dead. <laughs> no, but you get in a groove. And it's called a flow state. You get in a flow state. Good. It is. And I try not to interrupt you because you're, you're cruising. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> And I'm not offended when you're in a flow state. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good thing. This is some nonsense. It, yeah. Your awareness of your wife's presence is her assurance of your love and protection. Was it couldn't the- just be like, you know, other decent human being, you uh, know, love things, but okay. No, it was this very quality that first won your wife and assured her parents that you would be a good husband, Amanda. <laughs> She recalls the vivid details, your awareness of her presence and attentiveness to her needs before you were married, and she feels shut out and lonely if this is missing now. Some of the action items for these. Okay. 
Love has good manners. Which of the following manners do you consistently practice? Oh, there's something you have to do. That's like uh, well, it's asking you which things difficult. are you doing, like oh. you know, helping her on and off with her coat, opening doors, car doors, sitting her at a table, lifting heavy objects. This one's fun. You'll enjoy this one. Ordering for her at restaurants. No. That's how I show you my love, Amanda. Do you find that sexy or attractive if I was to order food for you? So, so because when I women- think of that, it's like. I you don't even get a say in it, and I'm just like I want a steak, and she's gonna have she's getting a burger. So women weigh in on this, but I think women like to order their own food. Mm-hmm. I think women like it when a man takes them to a restaurant that the man knows and is familiar with, and can make good recommendations about what's on the menu. Mm-hmm. And I think women really like it when their significant other. Like, if you're ordering food, like, takeout or whatever, knows what they usually get. Yeah. And can, like, like let's say I'm in a meeting and you can't reach me, and you're ordering dinner for us from a place that we both like. I mean, I did that this afternoon. Yeah, like, <laughs> and you know, when your partner, I wouldn't even say, like, women. Like, I think it's nice when your partner knows your order. Like, I know your coffee order. So if I stop to get coffee on my way home, I'm going to get you the coffee you like, and I'm going to bring it home to you. I think that's just nice. Like that's it just is. kindness. And that is, I guess, the nicest But I'm not going <laughs> to sit down at a restaurant mm-hmm. and be like, he'll have this to eat because I'm the boss of him. Yeah. Properly introducing your wife, telling her your schedule. This is just being an Personal adult. cleanliness, neatness, and grooming. Oh, so like, you have to like groom yourself. <laughs> so, I love I mean, that we have to tell grown-ass men to like brush their teeth. I, I mean, I think it's just saying, like, which things are you doing and trying to get you to think. But, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Explain to your wife that you plan to work on these and ask her to assist you by waiting for you to open the door, standing by her chair, gently reminding you of your appointments, etc. Hmm. So, again, a vastly different document than seven basic needs of a husband. Oh, this one's like... This one's a good one. Be alert and responsive to your wife's daily readings, in quotes, of your awareness of her presence. When she asks you a question, stop what you're doing, look at her, smile when you talk, answer her question, even little questions, and tell her with your eyes that you love her. Okay, wait. Daily <laughs> readings? I Oh, like what she's picking up on. I thought you meant daily readings, like her Bible reading. Yeah, I mean, that's how I originally said it. That's why I said it was in quotes, because I think it's it's trying to convey a different message So, be alert and responsive to your wife's daily readings of your awareness of her presence. So, like... I think it's saying, like, when she asks you a question. Yeah, I mean, it's a little confusing. Yeah. It's like, I think think Gen Z would say the vibe check. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself for knowing that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <sighs> now we're on to the last basic need of a wife. Can't wait. She needs to see that you are making investments in her life that will expand and fulfill her world. Oh, like past the kitchen? Or are we going like from the kitchen to the living room? Uh, or did it, can she go outside? <laughs> like, is there a garden for her to tend? <laughs> I t- don't know if the chains I'm go so that far. I'm so excited about this expanding world. Is it, oh, or is it like 
more kids. You're going to like keep impregnating her, expand her world that way. <laughs> you get to go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, wait, no, home births only, right? <laughs> no, I think you're allowed, no, you're allowed to go to the hospital. Oh, okay. But I'll tell you this even non cult moms are like, gosh, I love when I have to go to the hospital. It's like, it's like a vacation. <laughs> The major function of our head is to develop, train, and protect the rest of our body so that our whole being is able oh, to no. achieve its highest and best I purposes. Know where this is going. Continue. In this same sense, the husband is to be the head of the wife, mm-hmm, Ephesians mm-hmm, 523. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are they getting at? No, just I knew it was gonna go into the husband is the head. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was common. Oh, gosh, yeah. And that's not even the cult. Like, that's conservative Christianity. Learn the spiritual gift of your wife and discern her progress in developing it, as well as the other six gifts in Romans 12. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those are. Do you know it's, what those are? It's Remember, they talked about it in Shiny Happy People, the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. It's that. Okay. Define with her the responsibilities which each of you have in the home. Mm-hmm. Visualize how you can add new dimensions to her responsibilities so that she can see future value to what she is presently doing. Okay. So we're going to give her more work in the home. Yep. Okay. That's it. Not like go back to school. That's it? That's it. That's the whole fucking thing. That's the whole thing. Okay. Well, on behalf of women everywhere, what the fuck? So this this is how the Duggar family reworded it on their the DuggarFamily.com website. So this is the top level bullet points here. The seven basic needs of a wife. A wife needs a husband who demonstrates spiritual leadership. Mm -hmm. So same thing, little change in the wording here. A wife needs to know she is meeting her husband's vital needs. Again, same thing. A wife needs a husband who cherishes her. A wife needs a husband who protects her. A wife needs to have intimate communication with her husband a wife needs a husband who honors her, and a wife needs a husband who invests in her life. And a wife needs a husband who introduces her to his secretary <laughs> so that they can become level four friends. <laughs> I really want to see if I can figure out what the levels are now. Okay. <laughs> so Wonderful. I was not expecting this at all. Okay, like, I have I have a hypothesis. Okay. I feel like a woman probably was instrumental in writing this, which is why it's like logical. Hmm. Well, kind of logical and kind of reasonable. Yeah. Whereas I think a bunch of men just like but sat still, like, down tamed. in a room. Yeah, yeah. Well, a man definitely like had to <laughs> edit it. Improve. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you can tell the seven basic needs of a husband was just a bunch of like patriarchal, mm-hmm. misogynistic, bleep, bleep, bleeps in a boardroom going, well, I want this and I want that. Let's educate the women like this. Let's do that. Like, it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. And women are like, just treat me with basic dignity and respect. Yeah. And brush your teeth. Like for the <laughs> most part, the document, like the this one was very tame and very reasonable. Well, yeah, aside from all the weird shit yeah, about, I mean, like, you're my head. and Yeah, I mean, there's some weird stuff in there, but, like, And you have overall, to, like, pick my meal at a restaurant. And, <laughs> again, up and up for interpretation there of how... You need to uh, make sure I can call you directly instead of going through your secretary, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, I, mean, I agree with you. I think it does seem like somebody else wrote this. It is so vastly it's not different. The same author. Yeah, I and it's so be. much shorter. It's so much. It's well, much less verbose. Um, like to be simple. The other I document was just littered with like, here's all the scripture to back all of this stuff up, and it was just like giant lists of like, oh, yeah, here's where it says it, and here's like nine verses to back it up. And this one had very little biblical references in it hmm. um it was enormously sh- shorter hmm. the formatting was completely different mm-hmm. i just didn't expect that i don't know what i was expecting like the first one was so crazy what, what did you think was gonna happen tonight i think i thought it was gonna be like hmm. more oppressive um no well like a wife needs to serve her husband. But it kind of says that, you know, it's just worded differently. Mm-hmm. A wife needs to know she's meeting, you know, needs or whatever it was that only she can meet. Yep. Or, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just kind of part of a monogamous marriage contract. <laughs> like, of course, you're going to meet needs no one else can meet. But I think that I think they probably meant more than sex. And that, yeah, that wasn't even referenced in here. Hmm. Well, because women don't need sex, Kyle. Come on. Like. <laughs> that, that is clear, uh, at least according to them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Notice that there was a whole section in Basic Needs of a Husband about being sexually available mm-hmm. to your husband. Where's yeah. the fucking instruction for men to be sexually available to their wives? I don't think you're supposed to get a choice in that, were you? <laughs> According to the cult, at least. But, like, women don't have a sex drive, too, obviously. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Well, I think it's all nonsense anyways. Oh, I mean, 100%. Like, both documents are not something to reference in real life. Well, what you could do to have a successful marriage is get the seven basic needs of a husband. Do the exact opposite of everything it says, and you'll probably actually be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Uh, it was just, it was so crazy. Oh man. Well, now, you know, in time for Valentine's day, what to do in your significant relationship. So come back next week for, will you be my eye trap where we get into, you know, how it is entirely a woman's fault for having a body and being alive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and you know how that's so oppressive to men, but Oh, it's not even, wait, I was going to say, but it's allowed in marriage, but actually it's not. And I have some funny stories about that too. Um, women do not buy any lingerie for Valentine's Day. I'll just put that out there. No, you you can't do it, Kyle. I'll explain why next week. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm at least interested. So that wraps up our seven basic needs of a wife. So we'll be back next week with, will you be my eye trap? Thanks for listening to another episode of The Cult I Left Behind. Until next time, don't join a cult. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe, and we will catch you on the next episode.